0: David Patacone is here for a talk on The Antidote. David, thanks for coming. You're welcome. You know, I like to start every interview the same way, by asking my guests about how music began for them. What's your story?
1: Um, I think growing up, I always had a beat or a melody in my head. And uh, around 2007, I I got some uh, software at FL Studio and started playing around with different ideas not knowing anything about what I was doing, didn't know how to mix or anything, (laughs) but I just kind of kept at it and I had friends I'd show music and, you know, they'd appreciate it. But, you know, looking back, I've apologized. They're like, no, no, you, you were grown, you know? Um, and then in 2013, I had a friend of mine, uh, that moved from California that used to be an instructor for Ableton. And, uh, he developed his own curriculum Uh, like an online kind of training for Christian artists, especially like for EDM and electronic music. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized going through it how much I already knew at that time, and then also a lot of things I didn't know. And so uh, I was able to learn how to mix and master and and all that stuff and kind of kept at it. And then just trying to find my own sound, I experimented with uh, everything from trance to industrial to kind of whatever, EDM. And uh, the last few years, I kind of found, I think, my own brand, my own kind of sound of uh, a mixture of like 80s synth pop, industrial synth wave, uh, that kind of feel. And then I got signed to 80 uh, Wendlow Media Records um, about a year ago. Um, and it's been really good. There's a lot of good guys on there that, uh, that are uh, signed with me. And it's uh, kind of a co-op. Um, like we have one guy that owns it. But, uh, we all kind of fellowship with each other we we teach each other, all of us have different strengths and weaknesses, so we kind of take those strengths and kind of like trade services so like one guy does a lot of our marketing, one guy does like our video work, I'm doing all the mixing and mastering. everyone kind of is getting better and better as time goes on, and God's been really blessing it so that's uh the last several <laughs> years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, something that makes David Patacone
0: stand out is that many of your songs are faith-centered. I mean, like the song, Too Late, even references Isaiah 55, 6-7. Is that Christian aspect intentional?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't help but write about God <laughs> and Scripture and His Word and all He's done in my life. It's just kind of who I am. It, I realize where I came from. I realize what He's forgiven me for. And how far he's taken me so far and, and changing me for the better and to be more like Christ. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of not really apologetic about it <laughs> and I don't really hide it. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing for commercial purposes, but I, I just feel that the Lord's really blessed my life. He's really uh, taken me and made me a completely different person than who I used to be. And so a lot of that just kind of bleeds into that. Um, but, I mean, some songs I've written about, like, mental issues or relationships and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, the majority of my music will be Christian, of course. Is this your way to preach? Um, yes and no. I mean, I I, I kind of take my music and uh, a lot of times I'll pray about it, you know, what to write. Um, or I'll pray over it as I'm writing it or I invite God in the process. And, um... But it's kind of, if someone gets something out of it and God can work in their life with it, that's awesome. And I want that. But if someone just wants a cool sounding song and they want to dance to it, that's fine too. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not like, a, I'm not trying to preach a sermon in every song, but I do share a lot of stuff in there that you know I've dealt with personally, people I know have dealt with, or just what's going on in my life at that time. And I've written songs that I've never gone through that, but just kind of get inspired for that kind of, like, story or whatever.
0: I find it interesting that your releases are in different formats. I mean, you put out singles, then there's EPs, and you have albums too. Is one format more effective than another?
1: Um, I mean, to me personally, I don't think so. I mean, albums are really cool because you can have a whole concept and, and put it together. Uh, like, my album Testament is actually my testimony you know, what I grew up with and what I went through and everything. Um, and that is holistically a story. And, and there's some songs in there. I would be reluctant to say, Hey, check this song out. Cause in the, that time in my life, it was a really dark place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of context, that can be bad, but in the grand scheme of like, just telling a story or whatever the subject is, I don't think it has to be a whole overarching album or, you know, an EP. I can tell a lot in a single, or I could tell a lot in, you know, an album or anything in between.
0: I love how you just sort of passed off on that Testament album. I mean, it's not an album. It's a mega album. I mean, <laughs> this is biblical proportions. You've got 22 songs. That's wild. But does it really tell your whole story?
1: Um, it was from my childhood to that point in my life when I released that in uh, 2017. With my my relationship with God, it's everything changes for the better, and and I've gone through other things since then. I've learned new lessons and all that stuff. But yeah, it's kind of a timestamp for my childhood to about 2017 um, when I released that. I mean, obviously, you can't tell every little thing in an <laughs> entire album. You know, every every moment um, with that album. It all started. I had uh, certain artists that I follow that I've, I've appreciated for a long time, and. They would tell whole stories over their entire album or over a series of albums, so they'd almost be like a an audio novel mm-hmm. I was approaching that and I was praying about it I was like god, I'd love to uh to tell a story you know I just don't know what to write you know and uh I felt that he told me you know once you write your testimony that's one of my favorite stories so I was like, "Oh wow, like I didn't think about that and so I kind of sat down and and actually just in my mind organized like um the structure and all that stuff so i had first created all the the titles of the songs and then i went back in there and wrote based on that title that part of the story and i prayed a lot and i really invited god in that whole process and i'm really proud of that album um not just because of my story but it's it's one of my favorites and it was a really kind of a healing thing to go through um you know there's a couple songs on there that were hard, you know, to to look back and remember all these things that happened and go through that again uh, emotionally. But that was healing as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where that kind of was birthed is just talking to God as a conversation and his idea to write my testimony. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has done that in an entire album, but I was like, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> I can understand about that, not wanting to go back. But I guess you do reveal that because some of the songs on Testament can be dark, mm-hmm. like with the song Whispers of Deceit, where it yeah. says, "My future cut short by the lies you're telling me, I'll embrace this violent ending if it will set me free, and I mean, man,
1: that's almost
0: horror punk,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like when I wrote the lyrics, I didn't have like a melody or anything to go with it, but yeah, I went through um like I was diagnosed with depression when I was 14. Um, and that was before I I really gave my life to the Lord. I went through a lot of, uh, really dark times. I was suicidal a lot (laughs) in my teen years. I didn't have a, a future or a hope. Um, I literally lived day to day. I didn't have like any goals or ambitions in life. I just thought, well, this is what I got, you know, and it's not like I had a you know, horrible parents or horrible upbringing or anything like that. But I, I struggle with my own stuff. And, and so yeah, a lot of that is really dark, because that's what I went through. And those are conversations I had in my head or people or whatever else, you know, and uh, thankfully, God didn't let me go too far. <laughs> Obviously, otherwise, I wouldn't be here. But I went through a lot. And I, I feel that even though that's not a positive message, <laughs> it's not an uplifting message, it's it's really what I went through. And I, I kind of wanted to kind of um, be there for people in the sense like, hey, you're not alone. If you're going through this, like you're not the only one. And, you know, my life, uh, you know, I've gone through this and I, this is what God's done for me. You know, so if you listen to the album, like, you know, front to back, it's the whole story. But if you listen to it out of order, that's where it can sound darker than... <laughs> than they're intended to be. You spoke about
0: your songs telling stories. Do you Mm -hmm. really think there's a difference between being a musician and being a storyteller? Or is it all the same?
1: Um, I think you could do both. I mean, art is art. I wouldn't consider someone who paints a picture any less of an artist or a storyteller. I think uh, when you create any sort of art, you kind of put a piece of yourself in that. And whether it's, you know, a story in your head that you kind of create a novel out of, or, you know, you have a painting where, you know, you have bright colors or or abstract or that kind of stuff, or even a music, I think, you know, I, I know several artists and a lot of us just kind of will write what we go through, you know, uh, I'm friends with, uh, Clank and then he was in circle of dust, but I don't know if he coined the term, but it was, it was, it stuck with me as it's sonic therapy. And Mm -hmm. so I can write something that I'm, you know, I can be going through and it's for me, it's like, I'm able to like sonically process it. Like with Testament, it was, I was able to go back to those memories, even though they were hard to go through, but I was able to kind of process those and and go through them and and see the healing that I've had through that, you know, but all that said, I think we can create stories of what we've gone through. We can create stories of, you know, like I have a friend, uh, Brian from Delta S and he does... A lot of this like dark cinematic electro music, and he has these like stories that are like about vampires or space or you know all kinds of you know like a haunted house kind of thing, you know, and this person stuck in there, and he just does a lot of like fantasy music um, that does does have Christian themes and things like that, but they're in, interwoven through that. So yeah, I think any sort of art, whether it's music or writing or you know anything like that, can be used as like storytelling for sure you spoke about clank
0: and you brought clank in on the song surrender yeah him being part of circle of dust and of course doing his own independent industrial stuff did you find that either he or circle of dust have played an influence on you
1: uh i grew up listening to circle of dust and clank (laughs) (laughs) um yeah they were huge influences on me still are um I was like maybe 14 or 15 or 16, somewhere around that time when I first heard his album. And I heard circle of dust and brainchild and all that stuff before that. And I found him on Facebook years ago, you know, and you know, friending him and just kind of chatted over the years and stuff. And he's been, been—it's been really kind of cool because like he and Pat are actually fans of my music. And I'm like, totally humbled. I'm like, really? (laughs) Um, but yeah, they they've been really awesome people and, and to work with and everything. And um, yeah, they got some stuff coming up and that's exciting that they're going to you know announce. But yeah, they've been really a big influence. I haven't been able to work with Clayton at all. That would be like another lifelong dream. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, like I say I, I I would treat him just the same as like Clank or anyone else. I mean, I, I work with all kinds of people. Not all the time. I mean, I, I mean, I, I had Monica Soe on uh, "Captivate My Heart," and she's a friend of mine. I met her through Facebook, and she lent her vocals to that, and her talents really brought it to another level, which is awesome.
0: <laughs> well, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, you're branching into something unusual with your Skyline series of releases. You described it as songs of heroics, galaxies, space, and time travel. So I don't know, are you actually trying to tell us that you're a spacey kind
1: of guy? Uh, Yeah, I love space. I love time traveling, all that kind of stuff. I grew up with all that. And uh, I don't know, it's just one of those things like you can look up in the night sky and just be like in awe, you know, of how small we really seem to be and how grand like God's creation is. Um, And as far as time travel, I've always just loved that concept. I mean first thing I ever watched was like back to the future growing up. And, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of just really like interesting concepts of what you can think with time travel and everything. But that, uh, series of, uh, music, um, for that was actually going to be, uh, five releases with like two singles or so each. And, uh, when I signed to the, uh, the label, I kind of stopped working on those at least for now. Um, but I had a whole, like, overarching story for that one, for sure.
0: Well, why don't you tell us about one of the songs, Timeline? Man, I gotta go back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It's not that many years. Yeah, I know. I've just written so much. I'm like, yeah, The Timeline, yeah, it's, it was kind of a concept. Because I think I found a quote online. Like, I would find different little quotes here and there. Um, I'd find, like... Uh, Old movies on like archive.org, I think, that are like outside of copyright and stuff. And I mm-hmm. find little obscure quotes. And that one, I think, starts out with like this guy that wakes up and, you know, everything's been kind of bombed and like he doesn't know about it because he's been in a coma or something like that. And, but yeah, that one was kind of inspired. Like it's, it's kind of like waking up and then there's this like future where a lot of things we experience now wouldn't exist in that future. And so, a lot of the concept of that story for that song was basically trying to get all that stuff back. So a lot of, a lot of the memories that like people forgot at that time uh, in the, you know, my future (laughs) in my head, um, you know, they they didn't experience certain aspects of humanity, whether it's uh, you know, whatever. Um, And so trying to go in there and hack this like corporate overmind kind of thing and get those memories out there so people can experience them. Um, so it was kind of a sci-fi story (laughs) again, not really like, you know, Hey Jesus, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's just kind of a sci-fi story that I was kind of playing around with. Are you
0: disappointed that you're not going to finish that project?
1: Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm not going to finish it. It's just, I'm not working on it right now. Um, but it's still something I want to explore. Um, the idea of the release for it was going to be. Five releases um, with like two songs each. Sure. And, and it may be like 14 songs or something like that. So I'd have a final album. I got the idea from Clayton. <laughs> so, because he, he released different chapters of different stories as he was releasing the album. Um, and I figured, well, I can do a couple songs and release those, you know, often enough that people aren't like, what are you doing? You know, is there anything coming out? But that was kind of the idea. But I think at this point, what I'll do is um, I'll. Finish writing that, but instead of, like, several, like, individual releases, I'll probably just have a full album sometime in the future with just sci-fi stories and time travel and, you know, whatever else uh, I come up with.
0: Sure. Since you're losing your memory on your older songs, let's pull it up to date. (laughs) We got Captivate My Heart is your latest single. Mm -hmm. You've called it a synthwave worship song. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's any limit to music styles that could be turned into a worship song?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, God's the one that created music for us, and I think the that's one of the purest forms of worship in Him is through music. I mean, we can, you know obviously prayer and things like that and spending time with them are very important. But I think He gave us music for a reason. I think music can like kind of bypass your logical mind where you're trying to overthink things and you could just simply be in the moment you can be even at an emotional level. I think that's where a lot of it stems from. Like if you watch a movie, if you try to watch it without a soundtrack or like a a score, like it's really not that exciting. You know, your emotions don't change. And I think with music, God enabled us to have that where we can in worship, we can really kind of pour our heart out to God and it doesn't have to be super, you know, sappy or not that, but, or it could be, but I mean, I've, I've had times where I've worshiped God with rap music and industrial and whatever, you know, I think Anything can be turned into a worship song. And of course, you're going to have people that are going to listen to that kind of music. I mean, if you're thinking of like uh, black metal or something like that, or whatever, white metal, whatever they call it. I mean, yeah, I can't understand what they're saying, but someone else might really into that style and they can kind of decipher what the lyrics are and stuff and really have an experience with God, you know, and truly worship them through that. So I would limit it to a, a musical style for sure.
0: I've noticed that most of your music has really come out just in the past five years. Songwriting and recording, is it really that easy for you?
1: Um, I'm an anomaly, <laughs> or so I've been told. <laughs> I can write songs pretty fast, um, and not every song you know, is like super fast, but it kind of just depends on how inspired I am. I mean, I've had songs that I wrote and had it like, completely finished in five hours like starting from nothing um, okay. and I had songs that take like you know weeks or whatever um, and everything in between but I mean I'm comfortable with the technology that I have and my ability and I am, I'm aware of what I can sing and, and what I can't you know so that, that all plays into it but I think I'm an, enough of an engineer that I you know know my way around what I have. Um, I think that enables me to to make a lot of music in a short amount of time. You certainly can't
0: downplay your vocals because you are a really solid vocalist.
1: Thank you. I try. <laughs> you just don't hear all the all the uh, the, the scratch vocals before that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very good engineer. <laughs> no, it's it's I've gotten better over time. I, you know, I don't think anyone's a, a pure perfect vocalist every time. But I think we can always improve but i, I always laugh there was a, there was a meme i saw and it was like or a video and they're like you know oh yeah here's the award for you know vocalist of the year and all the engineers are like <laughs> you know, cracking up you know
0: <laughs> i did something different for this interview i asked you to choose the song list and i you know really i'm not sure if i did that because i just couldn't decide or if i was being lazy but of course, you really do have a lot of great songs. So it'd be hard to pick. Anyway, I want to finish up with a song that you didn't give me. Alive is really powerful. I can't pass on my pain with words left unsaid. To those who still love me, I can't speak
1: when I'm dead. What inspired you to write that? Uh, it all kind of stems back to you know depression and suicidal thoughts and things like that a lot of things i've gone through um i've met enough people that deal with depression and so i kind of wanted to write an anthem to those people that are struggling with that you know again part of it to tell them they're not alone but part of it to kind of give them the message of hope though too things do get better seasons do change Um, we're never stuck in uh the situations that we're in you know forever um, and so it was kind of something I wanted to write for, for people that, you know, that struggled like I did or were struggling or are struggling, um, you know, and, and I had a few friends that, that heard it afterwards, you know, and uh, even years later, they, they're like, yeah, this, this song is still relevant, you know, it still speaks to them and stuff and they still deal with, uh, you know, depression or bipolar or whatever else, you know, and it was kind of just uh, my, I don't know. My audible version of a hug, (laughs) you know, and and encouragement. It is one of those things that, yeah, I I go back and listen to it every once in a while. It's like, man, yeah, I'm glad I wrote it, you know, and and I hope that's what people get out of it.
0: I should ask you this to close off the show tonight. What are the goals for David Um, I
1: think really uh, I'm just going to continue writing to encourage people, to give them hope. Um, and I'm not afraid to write about songs that may be tough, you know, subjects. Um, and I'll write worship songs and write whatever I want. <laughs> I write music for myself and I write music to glorify God. And if anyone else gets something out of it, that's that's awesome. That's like icing on the cake for me. But um, I don't write to, uh, to get a bunch of fans or plays or um, I don't want to be rich and famous. And when I was first writing, I, I I wanted to be like a you know world class DJ, rock star, whatever. And um, the more I've done this, it's it's kind of one of those things. I'm like, you know what? If I like what I write, that's good enough. And if you know it glorifies God, that's the main goal. I've stepped away from you know paying attention to how many likes or how many sales or comments or any of that kind of stuff. It doesn't that doesn't really appeal to me that's not my focus, you know? So I think going forward, like I said, I'll continue writing, um, and creating and, and hopefully do more collabs and stuff with, with other artists. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'll tour or not like that, you know, I'd like to do a, you know, a show or two or something like that sometime in the future, but that aspect hasn't been really fine tuned or, or planned out yet. So, but yeah, like I said, I just want people to, to be encouraged, you know, and, uh, get whatever out of that they do um, because I think, you know, music is very subjective and, uh, you know, them might get some out of a song that I never intended when I wrote it, but it's still relevant to them. And I, I would, I would say that's just as valid as something that I wrote, you know, and if God uses that to minister to them or, you know, they get through, they get through a situation or, or a circumstance or a time in their life, that's really hard. And if I can be part of that encouragement, like that's, that's awesome. Well, David, I've got to say, I've really been enjoying your music, and I really appreciate you coming for this talk. Thank you. It's been really good talking to you too, Dave.